Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Hello, everyone. The story of the generations. Can't you feel it tonight? And generation after generation after generation, our church has been building for the next generation. And I want to be part of that story. I'm a Gen Xer, and I'm really grateful for everybody that's gone before their sacrifice their vision, some of them have been really, really gutsy. And I'm going to show you some pictures of some of those gutsy generations right now. See that church? Those people bought the land that we stand on today. They kind of look a bit like us. And that's actually the kids hall that they're in because they moved it from the land they were on in Carter South to this land at Macquarie Hills. So bring up the next slide. These are the people that moved the building And you might recognise some of these families. We have the Poulter family, the Wolfenden family, the Ignisop family. Chris was singing tonight. Chris, where are you, my friend? This house is your inheritance and the inheritance for your two beautiful children. And I am so glad that you are taking ground here. Um, The Kolb family and the Kolosinski family are part of this story too. And the Blahes, many, many people who are still part of our family today have been building this. I'm going to show you some more pictures just quickly. Here they are with their bare hands, tearing the hall apart, ready to ship it over. The next slide, they're taking the front facade off. The next slide, they're they're shoving on the back of a truck. There it is, massive. It took them three weeks to get it across. Uh, There it is. That one is it coming up Macquarie Road. And then the next one, hold on the next one. That's the intersection that we all know and love. Just down there. Um, How incredible is that? You can see the hall coming, coming, coming on its three-week journey. And the final one, there it is, the hall. Who had kids' church in that hall? So for 50 years, that church has been a kids' hall. That original congregation built a new auditorium, which is now our cafe. And then in 2011, we built this auditorium. Mark and Roz visioned that. And we promised the kids that their building would be next. So we're going to make good on that promise. Ready? Okay. So we are replacing the old hall with a bigger multi-purpose centre for our kids, for our youth, and for the community. Because in the last few years, we've been starting to use that building as a community centre. We're feeding the poor, we're taking care of the homeless, and we have so much vision for the community out of this building. All right, so let me tell you where we're up to with this vision. Each year we have Enlarge Month, where we are today, and in Enlarge Month we look at how we're going to enlarge our footprint on the land. We, in, we choose to enlarge as a church. We look corporately in enlarging, and we encourage you to enlarge in your own journey as well. So how are you going to get involved? Let me tell you. It's a prophetic season for you. I can testify to that from the 28 years that I've been in the church. It's a prophetic season in large. So if you want to enlarge in your own territory, take up the faith and go on this journey. You can pray and that is the first step. Pray for the church, capital T. Pray for us as we have wisdom to navigate what we're going to do as we build the MPC, the multi-purpose center. And also pray for yourself and your own enlarging and ask God what your space of enlarging is right now. Then we invite you all to be part of our offering on the 18th of June. Um, And on the 18th of June, you'll find a giving form, a giving form on your chair. 
Have a, have a quick look. Has everyone got one? Fill that out. Bring it back on the 18th of June. We don't hold you to it. It just helps us with the numbers. And you can either give on the day, give it a time in the future, set up regular online giving, whatever you choose to do. And giving is tax deductible. Plus, there's always the tax return. Thanks, Ros, for that little financial tip you gave everyone. Okay, some dates for you. Uh, today, which is the 4th, not the 3rd of June, we have launched Enlarge. On the 11th next week, we've got Enlarge messages in all of our services. And on the 18th of June, we're taking up our offering and we have guest speakers that day. We'll have Mark Check in our morning services and Brad Hagen in the evening and these men are enlargers. They live a life of enlarging so they're going to inspire you. All right, I'll tell you the facts. This is where we're up to. Our DA is through council and all of our tenders are in. Show you a picture. We've got Kobe on media today. Oh, no, we've got Ethan as well. All right. So there is the plans. We're not going to go into a lot of detail today, but if you want to know more, you can jump on the website. We've had a look at these for a few years. The MPC's there, so we're building it in the place of the current hall, just behind our existing auditorium. Next slide will be a 3D render, so you can see the latest. So what it could look like, don't hold us to it. Don't quote me later and say it didn't look like the picture. Um, and we're going to get on to the finances. So at Macquarie, we're really transparent, so I hope you can cope with some numbers. Our available funds is 1.25 million. That's amazing. That's all of your giving over the last few years. It's incredible, so thank you so much. Um, all the tenders are in. They came in a few weeks ago. And as we had expected, the prices are significantly more than we costed out pre-COVID. So we knew that would be the case. The lowest we have negotiated just the MPC to fit out is 2.5 million. And the car park's going to cost us at least 700k. That is some expensive tar right there. So our project cost is just over 3 mil. And the good news is we are a third of the way there. That's incredible. But at the same time, because it's costing us more, we're going to stop, we're going to pause, we're going to look at the strategy, look at the plans, look at the finances and make sure that we're stewarding this really, really well. Um, we have some really good voices speaking into this space, so I want you to feel confident and encouraged. And we are going to just keep you posted as we get little pieces of information. So right now, we're still waiting. I really wanted to turn soil already, really wanted to turn soil. But whether we turn soil next month, next quarter, or next year, God has already started building because we are the house he is building. And that is the word that the senior leadership team got together and brainstormed as the word we felt for Enlarge this year. Next screen, you are the house he is building. Because we kind of it's more than bricks and mortar. It's spirit, it's soul, it's flesh, it's blood, it's body of Christ. That is what's being built. So I'm going to give you this scripture. I'm going to share some corporate and then I'm going to hand over to Matt later and he's going to share personal enlarging. But this is the corporate picture from Ephesians 2. You are God's people. You were built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. There's the fivefold sneaking in there. With Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, and in him the whole building is joined together, and it rises up to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. There's so much in that verse. Just going to show you cornerstone so you know what that's talking about. Here's a picture of a cornerstone. Um, 
In every stone building, one stone is crucial, and it is the cornerstone. It is the first stone that's laid, Christ first. And it is to ensure that the building is square and it's stable and everything lines up to that cornerstone. It is the rock upon which the weight of the entire structure rests. How good is that? Christ is a cornerstone. And you're all living stones. The Bible says in the book of Peter, you're all living stones. And this is a building term for a stone building. Makes a lot of sense. Now, the scripture we read out earlier, Ephesians 2. If that scripture was a picture, what would it look like? I've got a picture of it for you. I tried to draw it. Here we go. I know. (laughs) You are the house he is building. Let me just show you this. I'm going to unpack this scripture for a minute. The house is built on the apostles and the prophet. Hasn't God restructured us? And we're now built on the fivefold. How good is that? The foundation of our church is the fivefold ministry. And then to the right, we have Christ as our cornerstone. Now, you might think he's over there in the corner, but he is holding everything up. It's a powerful engineering term. He's in a powerful place. We're holding. So look at it this way. Um, take Next slide. That's it. Okay. What just happened to the building? It grew. Good, John. Three services and you've got this. <laughs> so I want you to see this. With the fivefold at the bottom and Christ is the corner, there is no limit to how high the church can rise. And it's the opposite of the world. If this was a world structure, the CEOs and all the bosses would be at the top. But not so with Christ. Christ is underneath you all, the cornerstone, holding you up along with the leaders in the church. Isn't that a beautiful model? So there will be no limit to our ability to rise up as a church. And there will be no limit to your ability to rise up in your world as well. And so I'm going to tell you a couple of things we're doing as a leadership team to equip you in all of that rising up. You're not on your own. We've been talking about leadership pipelines, and these are generational leadership pipelines. So we see leaders rising up across all generations. We have a leadership masterclass, Take Two, starting in in a bit later this year in July. And that will be a masterclass where leaders of different generations stand behind leaders of different generations, and we mentor and lead one another. Then we've got Kingdom Connect groups for people with a kingdom calling who already have some leadership equipping behind them. And we've got five-fold equipping groups, which I'm very excited about starting some of them starting late this year, some of them next year, where we're going to gather the prophets and train and equip the prophets. We're going to gather the pastors and train and equip the pastors. And also with the evangelists and the apostles and the other gifts, not just the fivefold, because we want to equip you in the gift and call that's on your life, not just for these four walls, but for outside these four walls, because I saw this. Next slide. I see you, this is the last picture, I see you all in the territory that God has assigned for you, taking your space, that's you in those circles, out there in your spheres of influence, whatever they may be. And I prophesy over you that you will be stable islands, stable in a world that is shaking, when people's lives are shaking and when the world shakes as it does. People will be drawn to that which is not shakeable. And you are unshakable because Jesus Christ is your cornerstone. He is keeping you stable, holding you up. 
And the last part of that verse, which we haven't even touched on yet, here we go. The last bit says, he is building you into a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So you are not alone with that out there, your island. You're unshakable because you are a dwelling of the Holy Spirit out there in your spaces. So let's just pull that all together. Ephesians chapter 2, 19 to 22. I want you to read it with new eyes. You are God's people. You're going to be built on the apostles and the prophets, your fivefold foundation. Jesus Christ will be your cornerstone and you'll be joined together. You will be a church of unity. And in him, you too are going to be built up to become a dwelling in which Christ, God, lives by his spirit. Does that sound good? Who's in? I'm in. I'm always all in. And you know what? I want to faithfully play my part in the story that God is writing of the generations and of her church on the earth in this time. On my watch, the church will not fade away. On your watch, what do you want to see? You want to see a move of heaven? Yes. When you think about Enlarge, you can't think about Enlarge without thinking about Matt Old. Not only his business is called Enlarge, but he lives such a large life. And Matty has faced so many giants. I've feed him, seen him fight the lion, fight the bear, giants that we know not of. And that needs to be another message one day, the giants that you've fought, but you've wrestled them, stayed strong. I don't know what your fivefold is, whether it's ap- to me it looks like it's apostolic and prophetic. And there's apostolic and prophetic not in the church, but in the business world. And even in this room, there'll be apostolic, prophetic, the different fivefolds in the business world. So he straddles two worlds in the business world and in the kingdom. And he resources the kingdom. He's got a very, very generous heart. And I don't, didn't want you just to hear from pastors, I wanted you to hear from somebody that's living it. and. Um, well down the track. So give him a hand as he come. We really, really respect you, Maddie. Love you. Bye. Thank you, Roz. Thank you for what a beautiful intro. Yeah. What a great service. How, you're full of faith. I mean, I thought the morning was good, but the evening has really gone to a new level. And so you know, I just want to encourage you around the whole idea of enlarge for the month and I, I love this time of year. It's the end of financial year and I get out my spreadsheets. Does anyone else like a spreadsheet? Excel? All that? I get it out and I have a good look at how my business has gone and how much my wife has spent. Um, <laughs> just kidding. She went, she just got back from Dubai this week and she really lived to this model that it's called Dubai not don't buy, <laughs> while she was over there. And uh, so, but I do love this whole um, Enlarge month and, and what it is. And I was thinking about it because I've spoken a couple of times during Enlarge and I've hit a new age demographic since um, I first spoke on Enlarge. And so I'm now out of that 35 to 45 age bracket. I'm in the 46 plus now. So it's, you know, late nights are gone. I don't do that. You know, I can no longer pull off skinny jeans and white sneakers. You know, I've got loafers. I don't even wear the boots. Loafers are a lot easier and I've started buying cardigans. So so I'm in a new new part of my life. But what this month does, it, it just 
for, for us as a family and, and, and we, we actually spend the time and we actually reflect a little bit about what God has actually allowed us to contribute to and what we've sown into and then we get ready to reset again for the next year. And I just encourage you as we go through this kind of month of Enlarge that you, you reflect and have a think about where God's taken you and get ready to reset and go again. And um, that's what I love and why I continue to grow and, and enlarge. I do have a business it's called Enlarge Living. Our catchphrase or our tagline on it says to live an expansive life. And um, some of my friends have changed that to live an expensive life. But, you know, I just really believe that we should always continue to enlarge and grow. And Matthew 25, 29, and I love this scripture. And I've started reading the Amplified. That's another kind of uh, telltale I've moved to a different age demographic. Because I, I thought that was, you know, the old lady version. Because my mum used to read it all the time. It's got lots of words. But I love it. Matthew 25, 29, it just says this, For everyone who has and values his blessing and gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given and he will be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance. And I just want to know in my life and in what I do and in this church that I just steward well and value what God has actually given to me. And what drives me, it's really simple, is that um, and yes, I've gone through lots of giants and different things, but I know that God has just continually graces me for, for things and forgives me of my past and forgives me and moved on. And I love that story in Luke 7 where, um, where the two people owed the master some money and the master actually forgave their debt. And he said, who's going to love them more? The one who owed them the most was what the disciples replied. And I just, that's my story. God's forgiven me so much. And so I just believe that I'm in a place that I can believe in people and love much and be generous. So that's kind of what drives me through and large. So um, we're going to just have a look at a few of the things that I hope they're just kind of practical tips around uh, kingdom multiplication, enlarging, and which I think will help us as we launch into this season and Ecclesiastes 10.10, I think it should come up there. Um, if the axe is dull and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength, but wisdom to sharpen the axe, help him succeed with less effort. I love that. Succeed with less effort. There is nothing I like more <laughs> than <laughs> to succeed with less effort. <laughs> work, I think they call it work, you know, smarter, not harder. And, and I remember in 2019, I'd been in business for only a short time, but about 18 months, and I was already feeling burnout from it. And I, I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to change this around because I would just have no longevity. And so I, um, in terms of um, enlarging and growing and building more capacity, and is I actually staff a lot. I probably overstaff my business, but I staff a lot of my weaknesses, and there are many. I'm not process-driven. I'm hopeless in meetings. I have the attention span of a fish. So, you know, when I'm interviewing you for a job, if you haven't got me in four minutes, then I haven't employed you. So, and if it takes longer than 12 minutes, I haven't employed you either. So um, that's, that's what I think is really important, that if, you, if, if you're going to increase capacity and do that, you've got to look at what you're doing and keep your, uh, your acts nice and sharp. Less effort helps them succeed. And then um, 
A lot of the scripture which I'll use tonight is out of Matthew chapter 25 and it, it talks about the man going on a journey and he called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags and another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. I love that, going on a journey and then handing off to people things, which I did about last year. I went on a caravan trip and um, for those of you who know me, I am not great at caravanning, camping, or anything less than three and a half stars, really. <laughs> and the thing about the trip was when, when we, our preparation for it was we decided to go to Anna Bay. We were leaving at the, the start of July and we went to Anna Bay on the, the middle of June and we got there, we were meant to be there for two nights. So I unhooked the caravan I went, this is rubbish. I stayed for a night and we went home. <laughs> and then we hooked up the van two weeks later and we just drove to Darwin. We were gone for like 13 and a half weeks. And so really, it was, it was God that brought us back, I tell you, because <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> but the thing about it was, was I was like that man going on a journey and I gave to my, I don't have servants or slaves, Brooke. We don't do <laughs> slaves anymore. But I definitely gave to my staff a lot more responsibility. To some I gave them five, I didn't give them any gold either, but some I gave them lots more responsibility. And, and, and to enlarge and to build capacity, you actually, uh, oh, I just don't believe you can hold on to too much stuff. So I gave a lot of my stuff over to them so that they could do more and I could have an awesome holiday, which was great. And, and it increased their capacity and by doing that it's also helped me with making sure that I don't burn out as well as... Because it has been a growth period. Our business has kind of grown from nothing in 2018. Um, we now have four offices across New South Wales. We've helped another organisation grow to um, 560 people and I've got 19 staff and a few other things. So it's been growing fairly rapidly. But as part of that, so that as we grow, I've been really pur purposeful about... Rest. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, it says, And by the seventh day God completed his work, which he had done, and he rested, ceased on the seventh day from all his work which he'd done. I place as much importance on rest and recharging as I do as going hard at work and hard at all the business ventures and hard at all the kingdom stuff that God has for us because God valued the Sabbath. So much that I actually set a day aside for it. So if you're going to enlarge and you're going to grow your capacity, you actually got to become intentional about just resting and recharging. John 10.10 10 says that, you know, it's come to give you life to the full, but you can't do that if you're on empty. So don't let yourself get there to empty. So keep your axe sharp. Do more with less effort. And remember to rest and recharge. Okay, so that's all about, well, I think, you know, for us... That enlarged period. But what has driven me over the last kind of 18 months or so is that it's become really important to me to have more of a kingdom mindset. Everything that I do in business and with friends and all that actually has a lot of um, kingdom purpose behind it. And I know that I'm in business purely to resource the kingdom. That's what um, Sarah and I run a business for and it's not about making heaps of money and, and all that kind of stuff and we, we've gone okay but it is about just supporting the kingdom, supporting this house. 
seeing, you know, that uh, MPC being built. I can't wait. And in my mind, it's already built. 1.25 million, that's cool. Three point something, that's great. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, And I love in Luke 8, we read of the women, that they supported Jesus financially. They supported Jesus financially. It's, it's, It's us. It's up to us to actually support those in the ministry. I don't know why people go in the ministry. Bad pay, bad hours, <laughs> have to listen to old people's troubles, all that kind of stuff. Your award's in heaven, leadership team. <laughs> but it is really about us kind of getting behind them and kind of supporting them. And in um, a scripture which I've really taken to heart in terms of um, resourcing the kingdom over the last six months <clears throat> is found in Chronicles, chapters 28 and 29. And it happened after we come back from our trip. We are at the awards night for our kids at school. And I'd switched off because, let's be honest, beautiful looking kids, but not so academic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) See, they're not even listening to me. Um, So I'd switched off. I was doing some emails and bits and pieces at the awards night. And then I heard um, for, uh, what year was Benji? Four. Yeah. Year four. I don't know much about school. Um, (laughs) He was in year four and I heard this. For most Christ-like character award, Benjamin Old. I was like, wow. Must take after his dad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, God the Father, of course. Um, (laughs) But it was just amazing, like, in that. And God just planted in my heart then that there's stuff that Benji's going to do that I will never do. There's stuff here that we're going to do in this NPC that some of you won't see and there's stuff that we're going to do in the future that you're not going to see. But David in Chronicles chapter 28 and 29 just talks about how he resourced the building of the temple and that was his job. He was to get the temple built and and have all that bits in place. And in verse 2 it says, with all his resources, with everything that um, in um, Chronicles 29 verse 2, All his resource, all his ability, he provided for the temple of the Lord. And I love that. I love that thought that if I put all my ability and all my resource and all my energy into what could I actually provide for the temple of the Lord, and that drives me to actually do something. And, you know, practical things. We don't have to just wait for enlarge to open our wallets and do stuff. We can actually do it a lot. I love in the NRL, we talk about the roosters and their salary Cap Sombero. But basically, Nick Politis, rich businessman, kind of wants to bring a player across. And he says, hey, to another rich business friend, I need to bring this guy on. Can you tap in and, you know, chuck in some dollars? And I think we should be doing that in churches, you know. When a church wants to bring on a youth pastor as business people, let's put them on our books so we can help out and and pay for that and so we can get the right people to, to move us forward. You know, things like I've seen regional pastors where, you know, they drive massive amounts of kilometres and that. And so I've got business friend mates who are able to buy them cars and do houses. And, you know, where our business is and we're in across kind of regional New South Wales, everywhere our business is, we support a local church. They don't necessarily know us or anything like that. It's just that I believe in the kingdom and wherever we are, I want to see the kingdom footprint go. And the other thing about kingdom mindset, and I love that Roz has kind of just challenged us all to, to be a part of this enlarged offering. But the other thing which I think we need to do in kingdom mindset is always create room to serve in your local church. Serving in your church, I love it because I'm on the worship team, not the best singer. 
I'm not great at picking songs. You should just ask Jess. I'm always picking songs. And I'm like, do I have to sing that one? She goes, yes, you picked it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I just thought we were picking songs. Um, <laughs> but one of the things it's done is it's just always kept me accountable. It's kept me here. It's kept me connected. And oh, I just believe whatever happens, good, bad, ugly, I'd always say stay connected in church, but I'd also say good, bad, ugly, stay serving in your church. Stay and, and always put yourself up for the journey. You know, there's so many times that I should have, uh, look, I shouldn't, I'm, I shouldn't be up here preaching or, or speaking or worship leading and if you, you add up all my past failures and different things, but, you know, what you can do is just put yourself up for the accountability journey. And it will help you grow and you will keep moving forward. And you can still, and you won't stay, you won't remain bitter, but you can keep your heart soft. I just love that. So just stay connected, but stay serving in your church for a kingdom mindset. The overarching thing which I love and I live my life by is simply this. The kingdom mindset is faithful in little, faithful in much. And... Um, <clears throat> You know, in that scripture in Matthew 25, 14, it talks about how the, the master gave five bags of gold and two bags of gold and one. And he did it each to their own ability. Each, it says each to their own ability. You don't have to compare. You don't have to compare your life to someone else's life or your business to someone else. There's always going to be someone who's got a bigger car, a better boat, another jet ski, now I'm just boasting. I'm rattling off all the things I own. <laughs> just kidding. No. No. But there will always be someone who's got bigger stuff than that. But it's each to their own ability. And I love it. You know, when I've recently been to Israel and they kept trying to sell us these widow's mites. And I know they're only worth a few cents when she gave them, but they're trying to sell them to you for 100 US over there. It's craziness. But it was never about the amount that the widow put in. It was about her heart behind it. And 2,000 years on, we're still talking about her. And she just, but what she did was she contributed. And that's our encouragement is just contribute to this offering, whatever. It doesn't, care, it doesn't matter about the amount. Tithing is really important, both personally and business. I love that David, when he was preparing for the temple, it said that after he gave everything, he then, out of his own personal wealth, gave more gold and more things. He made a, a goal that was personal and also um, in his business. So I just love that practice of tithing. We're teaching our kids that. We give our kids some coins as part of their pocket money and we've kind of set them parameters because they go 10% and they're like, whoa, it's 10%. Um, and so we said, look, just give between a dollar and $2.50 and that'll cover you. And I said, you can choose a dollar, we can choose two fifty. that's up to you, but you be as generous or, or not. And then just the other day, and I love this, my little girl, she, she actually has this tin that she's, um, you know, those like tins which are locked and you put the money in and, and all that and then at the end of the year you cut them open and see how much you want. But she actually wanted to give that to Mac Kids, you know, offering. So I don't know how she carried it in and chucked it into the big bucket, but she did. And, and it's something that's really important. Our kids see us tithe and we're actually instilling that in them. And I just um, have business and personal tithing goals and... Have generosity goals. I loved what Roz said. And, and Roz and Ralph are absolutely one of my heroes in the whole generosity and giving. And I've looked up to them for many years, from you know, 20 years ago when I, I did Alpha at their house. But 
we always have in our house, we have generosity goals. So we set a target that we want to actually reach and we, we sow into all different things, education, Youth Alive. I love Youth Alive. It's got a great ministry at heart for kids in school and young people, regional ministries. And I've never lost out because I've been too generous. It's the opposite. Generosity has opened up more opportunities for me to receive generosity. And I'm here simply because of the generosity of others. Someone actually lent me uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars to start my business and I've only just kind of paid them back this year. And, you know, when I think of what they just did and it was generous and, and it's really helped me in that, the, the whole giving thing, that we've actually moved from counting the cost and what it costs us to give to help carry the load. So we, when we make these goals, it's just bang, okay, that's the goal, that's what we're going to try and reach, and God willing, we do. But then it's not just about the cost anymore, it's about helping making sure that we're here, we're carrying the load with everyone in the church as we build this MPC. So my, my thing is, faith in little, faith in much. You know, 2018, Sarah and I committed the biggest amount we've ever given in, uh, in an offering, and we, and we loved being able to do that, and it seemed like a big thing, but we were small then. Our business is 16 and a half times bigger than what it was in 2018, and so, but it doesn't feel like as big a deal now when we do that, because we started when we were small. So, I'll wrap it up. It's been a great service. It's been a great, and I just hope that you capture that enlarge is a time of faith. I've been blessed to have a kingdom mindset around generosity and enlarging, and that may not be you, but you can still enlarge. You can still, you know, get that kingdom mindset of what it is God has purposed for you on this earth. But I love this thought in Romans 5.8 that God clearly showed and proved his love for us by the fact that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. In verse 6, it actually says, while we're helpless and powerless, while we couldn't do anything, he died for us. See, the value of what, who we are is not in what we give or don't give or anything. The value, I think, is in what someone was willing to pay for you. And, and God, in John 3.16, said, gave his son. Gave his son. So I just want to give us a moment to think about that. If you're struggling with your worth or you don't even know this God that we've been talking about, I'm just going to ask you just to close your eyes. And think about that. Someone valued you so much that he sent his son to die for you so that you could have eternal life and be back with him. That's you this this evening and you've never met this Jesus that I've been talking about. I would love to just have the opportunity to, to introduce you to him. As I do a prayer, but if that's you, just give me a wave and if you say, yep, I want to become a Christian, I want to enlarge my world to include Jesus and God in it. Just give me a wave and I'll include you in that prayer tonight. Anyone who wants to become a Christian? Thank you, God. We're launching Enlarge Month. And I just encourage you to go on the journey. Go on the journey, reflect, reset. Get a kingdom mindset around what God has purpose for you in your life and what he's purposing for this church. 
So that's just another group of people I'd like to pray for today. Simply those who just want to realign themselves back to a kingdom mindset to enlarge and get on the journey. Perhaps you're running on empty, nothing left to give, or you've just stopped or pulled back, but you're saying, God, I want to go. I want to jump all in. Let me be all in on this. If that's you, why don't you just give me a wave and I'll, I'll pray for you tonight that you can join us on the enlarged month. Yep, the back, thank you. Yep, on the right, thank you. Thank you, yep, down here. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Father, we just thank you that you have so much for us, God. And God, no matter what it is, we can never outgive you, God. And that we know that you loved us so much that you gave your son to die for us, Father. And God, we just thank you that as we go into this enlarged march, we launch it. We launch right in, God, that we just catch the faith and we catch the faith of those who brought up the old house up and the old building up, God. And if they could just see where we are now, God, and the land that we're going to take and occupy, God, we just thank you that, you know, they had faith and we have faith again, God. We have faith that, yep, so what, building costs blow out. We have faith for that, God. Father, we know that, um, as we allow ourselves to enlarge, God, that it's going to get uncomfortable, God. That as we allow capacity to grow in us, God, that we may need to stretch a little and we may need to let go of things that we've held on to tightly, but we say, God, we are up for the journey. And God, we just pray that as we sow into this enlarged season, God, and as David did, he said, with all his heart, with all his ability, he wanted to resource the temple in the next generation, God. We just thank you that... This is going to go beyond us and for the next generation and for the lost and for those who are broken and for the homeless, God, and for those who can't feed their families. They're going to find food. They're going to find nourishment, but they're going to find you here in this multi-purpose center, God. And, and God, we just say, we're not going to keep shrinking back. We won't shrink back, God, but we will allow you to enlarge us and make us bigger, God. Because you are a big God. You are a huge God. And God, with what we have right now, we just pray that we're going to steward it well and be faithful in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, church. Bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.